0: To three men, one full. Three big burly men. All right. That we
1: are. <laughs> I don't think I am. Two burly men and a fucking praying mantis.
0: Yeah, two and a half. That, that's
2: better. I feel better. That's actually. a
0: show, actually. You are a it bit is. like Charlie Sheen, just without the drugs and the alcohol. Yeah, but I'm never winning, so. You might get a bit of mic time this episode. I doubt
1: it. I, yeah, I do it too. You never
2: know, though. Jason in the room, I might, but, you know.
1: Oh, hello. Oh, well, we're, we're blaming me, are we? It's already a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week then, what have we got?
2: Well, we've got a new uh, member of the AEW
1: roster. Miro. My name is Miro. You might know him as Rusev if you don't watch AEW, but he's in it, so. I'm well happy about it. Yeah, it's I am. It's, it's, yeah, it's really good.
2: Uh, I wish he wasn't a muscle, but I'm glad seeing him. Uh, it's, you know, I know a lot of people aren't too happy
0: about the way he's been brought in. But, but yeah. with that promo, I don't care, because we know, we, we know what we can do. Oh, no, yeah. Can we take a moment to appreciate what he was wearing? Yes. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> the confidence. When you look like he does, then you can do what you want,
1: to be honest. Handsome yeah,
2: we... Rusev. Handsome uh, Miro, 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 uh, Miro. Miro? Miro? Miro.
1: Miro. <laughs> f- well, yeah, I mean, all, whatever. what else is new this week is we've also had mass firings in WWE over 60 people.
2: Including Gerald, uh, Gerald Briscoe, who's been there. Uh, for, like, nearly 40 years. IRS as well.
1: Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot going on behind the scenes, I must say.
0: I think I Vince f- uh, per- called them personally, didn't he? Or was it just one he called personally? I, I imagine that would be uh, Gerald.
2: Briscoe was or... more personal, I reckon, because right. um, how close they've been together for so long.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. He's like part of the furniture, surely.
1: Yeah. yeah, I would have thought so. Mental.
2: NXT UK coming back next week?
0: Well, that's long overdue, and hopefully it can kind of bounce back from the, the horrible year that's... Uh, that we've had obviously due to speaking out as well, really, I think, rocked the UK scene.
1: Well, I was going to say, you know, judging on the speaking out scene, you, I mean, they might be bringing NXT UK back, but who's actually going to be in here?
2: Um, <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, Pete Dunne because he's gonna, he can't travel to NXT America, so there oh, was yeah. only
0: um, X amount of people that were fired, I believe, weren't
2: there? Ligero, Travis Banks. Devlin was Devlin, I don't think, Dev, don't think Devlin's been released yet he's still technically the Cruiserweight Champion yeah but yeah um, they're filming it at the BT uh, studio so should be alright I think they're still planning to do the NXT UK takeover Dublin so that probably means they're going to do Balor versus Walter I'm all, I'm all for that. That's going to be great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean... Um, Walt has been champion now for about 100 years.
2: Well, yeah, since last year's Mania.
1: What else has been new then? We had a, a, a public apology from Matt Hardy on AEW. Yeah. Which is, it was nice to see, you know. I mean, glad he's well and everything's good.
0: I feel like that was really heartfelt as well. I did really... Watching did you, that, that was the big standout. Apart from the Miro debut, that was the big standout moment for me on, on well, Dynamite. To be honest, though, outside of Dynamite itself uh being the elite is is worth the watch every single week it's so it's just always so good
2: actually there's one thing about raw i forgot to mention they let retribution speak
1: okay any ideas on who it might be
2: well uh they're saying that mia yim was one of the women uh Dovikovic is was there but we don't know if he's going to be part of the so shane Thorne it might be shane Thorne. i think shane Thorne was one of the names they are, they are hinting that is people that got released back in the big release in April. During the furloughs and things. The furloughs, yeah. So,
0: yep, today we've got Scorpion King review. This is going to be the first movie review we're doing. Yeah, boy. And, yeah, we got
1: a lot to talk about then with this, haven't we? Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about. It I mean, might we've, be we've, our all longest... got, we've all got a lot of notes and we've yeah. all got a lot of information to bring out.
2: Might be the longest episode we've ever done.
0: We're going to cover all five movies. We've currently got this pegged at around about 17 hours. We hope you all enjoy it.
2: Yeah, it could be a live stream next week, so...
1: Uh. <laughs> no, we're never going to do all five, are we? I don't I don't want to watch any more than the first, to be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've not seen any of the others. No. I haven't seen the one with... I mean, if we're going to do any more, uh, the idea going forwards with our movie reviews is that we want to do... Uh, reviews that either star or have a wrestler in them, past or present, or that the film is about wrestling. So something like The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. But, you know, ultimately, I think going forward, it'll be, you know, interesting to see what you guys would like us to review if you want to give us any suggestions. Um, We're looking forward to this one. Um, Again, it's sort of all new. Well, everything's all new ground for us at the minute. We're obviously still very new to the podcasting game. We know we've still got a lot of tweaks, uh, a lot of work. But moving forwards... You know we're gonna be dedicated to bringing you the best that we can.
1: Yeah, we've got we've got tweaks, we've got tweets, we've got beats, we got fucking Seat. seats, we got everything. <laughs> we got fucking beatboxing, we got fucking
0: yeah, it's all good really. And I've yeah. currently
1: got a cold. Yeah, so it, got... if you do actually hear me sniffing about sniffing about a sniffer, <laughs> it's because of it's because I've got a cold. Uh, it's not COVID. I've just had a week off work, and I'm back at work tomorrow. And I'll come down with a cold this morning, so that's perfect. It's always a way, isn't it? I'll tell you what, though, <laughs> if you go online and go to www. dot. not. dot. What? got dot. <laughs> well, I'm a Scatterman
2: <laughs> You weren't lying about the beatboxing, were you? Oh, no,
0: I know That's what we've, we're bringing to <laughs>
1: There's
0: probably a lot cut here But there, surprisingly <laughs> There's going to be a lot that's going to be kept in
2: This intro is going to be longer than the fucking episode we're doing
0: Yep, the Scorpion King review is coming up Right after a little bit of a break
1: A <laughs> little bit of break Come on Go anywhere Everybody!
2: Are back, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to now talk about the movie The Scorpion King, which was released in April 2002, starring The Rock. It's based on his character from The Man Returns* in 2001. Good CGI, yeah, the best CGI in the history of CGI. I've never
1: seen anything like it.
2: So, uh, Jay, you like to tell us about the movie, the plot of the
1: movie, please? I can indeed, and I will tell you the cast as well. So, we have Dwayne Johnson also known as The Rock who plays the main character Matthias Kelly Hugh who plays the Sorceress and we have the late legendary Michael Clark Duncan who plays Balthazar Stephen Brand who plays Memnon the main antagonist we have Grant Heslov who plays the comedy sidekick Arpid Peter Fascinelli, which I think I'm pretty sure was in Twilight who plays Takmet we have Bernard Hill who plays Phylos we have Ralph Mola who plays Thorac. And we have Branscombe Richmond, who plays Jessup, which is The Rock's brother in the film, of course, but they both look like brothers in real life as well. So. <laughs> Do they? No. <laughs> <laughs> well. It's a spin-off from The Mummy Returns, as Ash said. It's basically coming off the back of that, released a year later. And it's basically Matthias on a quest for revenge... So at the moment, though, we'll hand you over to Russ because he's got a brief history lesson for us.
0: Welcome to my uh, history class. So looking into this further, the Scorpion King, you guys might be interested to, to hear this. But the Scorpion King is actually a real historical figure. And in fact, there's actually multiple Scorpion Kings. It's obviously the film isn't really based on any historical facts, but... You know, the, the character of the Scorpion King or the idea of a Scorpion King is from a real life uh, person. Uh, essentially, the Scorpion King was the first of the pharaohs. But we do know between what's called, well, there's three different names for this. You've got Nakada Three, which was a period of ancient history. It's otherwise known as Dynasty Zero or the pro Dynastic Period. So it's the late phase of of the Nakada culture that took place round about three thousand two hundred to three thousand BC. So it's quite a long time before you know we we even reach the the age of the pyramids. Uh, it precedes all of this this kind of history there, and before you get to the Old Kingdom, and the actual scorpion name itself also precedes Serket, who you may know is the scorpion god of Egyptian culture. I knew that. Originally, people thought that actually the scorpion king. Uh, come from circuit but it doesn't because again it it was so far before Um, but again there's not really an awful lot that's known there's a bit of tablature that's been found in terms of the scorpion kings themselves it looks as though what had happened is that when egypt was divided between upper and lower egypt yeah it was here that we pretty much saw the unification of egypt and it was scorpion king two the second scorpion king that had done this and it looks as though, I suppose, when you take into account the plot for Scorpion King, there's a few things that you can kind of draw parallels to. Uh, you've got, you know, these rulers trying to unite the, the kingdoms, so to speak, and I suppose that's kind of Memnon's gig here. But uh, yeah, it's very loosely based, but, you know, upon some research into the, the Scorpion King itself, I just found that to be quite interesting. But of course, if you do want to know more about that, if you're interested in further history then, you know, you can always go online. You can find whatever you need to on, on YouTube. There's quite a few interesting documentaries. and uh, You can
1: also find it on a One Man, One History lesson.
0: One Man, One History. It's a podcast coming to you very soon. <laughs> I don't know who's delivering it. It won't be me. You but sure?
1: You
2: seem to do pretty well at like this. I do like history. I'm not going to lie to you. I did read about the Scorpion King was probably the, the first pharaoh, but that was about it, really. Well, well, in terms of how the film
0: came about itself physically so we know it's a spin-off then from the mummy franchise yeah. but who's got any information then on how this film even came to be
2: well I thought it's because the rock was uh they thought the rock did so well when his filming of mummy returns as Matthias that they decided to uh use that character as a spin-off point so- that's exactly right yeah I
0: mean from the rock himself he said that um, every day when the, di- the dailies were being sent back to the studio, uh, the execs were so, uh, they were so impressed. They, they wanted to make a film based on that character. Obviously, from what we know then from Mummy Returns, uh, you get that small section there where he's made the deal with Anubis. His army's being pushed out into the desert. Uh, pretty much everyone's dead and he's the last one left. He makes the deal with Anubis. The god of the afterlife, or, or otherwise known as the god of lost souls and the helpless,
1: and I will just chime in quickly though, and just say that the actual Scorpion King movie itself is a prequel to The Mummy Returns. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the Scorpion King is set before. It's around so five thousand years before the Mummy. Yeah. So it's basically telling you the the history, the lore, and the backstory of that character and how he became the the powerful well, tyrant god, if you like, the, the actual Scorpion King in, in The Mummy Returns. So. And it's an action-adventure flick, isn't it? Yeah. As opposed
0: to what the Mummy films are.
2: Yeah, that's a good thing I would give credit. It doesn't feel like a third Mummy film. It feels like its own... Yeah, I, can, I can agree
1: with that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
2: Uh, I should say that the movie was directed by Chuck Russell, who uh, also directed movies such as Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The, the Mask, Mask, and he did Eraser.
1: Very good. Very interesting information. I will just say though I I do believe that if if it wasn't it was definitely one of the first. I think it was the first though. It was the first main movie that starred The Rock. First, yeah, his first leading role. Yeah, and it's it's the, the the movie that catapulted his career. So it, if it wasn't for the Scorpion King, Dwayne Johnson wouldn't be the wouldn't be the highly paid actor, Hollywood box office star that he is today. The highest you mean, paid actor. You, yeah.
2: You mentioned highest paid. Did you see how much he was paid for the movie? I didn't. Do you know, Russell? I don't. Five and a half million
1: dollars. Wow.
2: Which I don't know if it still is, but it was the highest paid debut
1: leading role. That is that is definitely something. That is a hell of a lot of money for I've a, f- for a uh, first role as yeah, well.
2: I believe it's also the first WWE uh, produced movie as well. Oh,
1: right. Okay. It
0: was, yeah. Vincent Randall show up in the title credits as the, uh, the, executive, producer, producer. the executive producer. Yeah. Can, um, I, can I mention um, one of the writers of this movie? Some bloke called David Hayter. David Hater, yeah, I do remember that now. Obviously, David Hater, for anyone that doesn't know, is the voice of Solid Snake. He also wrote the first two X-Men movies and Watchmen. So, budget for The Scorpion King, it uh, looks as though it's estimated, according to IMDb, uh, around about $60 million. Uh, so, that was a budget going into the film. It do looks we as know what it, it made? Yeah, well, on the opening weekend in the States, it uh, looks as though it made... $36,075,875, that was as of the 21st of April 2002. The current gross uh, total for the United States alone is $91,047,077, so definitely made the money back, but uh, a cumulative total worldwide gross is 180000000 $630,907. So it tripled the budget on what it made back.
1: So That's well, a success. That's I, definitely a success story, especially for a for a, a, a debut role <laughs> as well.
2: A debut role, uh, a, a spin-off of a successful franchise.
1: Yeah. yeah
2: it's, it's done really well.
1: And, $60 and do million, you think that it would have made that money if The Rock was not in it?
2: Probably not. No, they did a very good job with that casting, to be honest with you. That's probably why the other t- movies were straight, uh, straight to DVD. Wrestling yeah, was yeah. still
0: kind of... Uh, it had just gone past the peak by 2002. But yeah, This
2: is about maybe 18-time they can't release. Yeah,
0: but it was still just enough popular that, again, everybody... The Rock's a household name and a pop culture icon. And, you know, everybody knows The Rock. So, yeah, it's, um, it's good. I mean, 60 million sounds like it is a lot, and it is a lot. But, you know, in terms of uh, budgets for
2: films, it's actually quite a small budget. And this is 2002, so... Uh, Money was worth a lot more back then as well. Inflation now would be yeah. a
1: hard... The Scorpion King actually, because it did so well, actually spawned another four movies, which are... Straight to DVD. They are not very universally recognised movies. I've never seen them. The fact that they've been able to
0: kind of churn five films out of it is impressive enough. I mean there's more films in the Scorpion King franchise, the spin-off franchise of the mummy, than there is in the Mummy franchise. And that's including the reboot with Tom Cruise.
1: That's yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And uh the, the reboot was shocking, if if you're asking me. I have seen it, so you, thanks for you, let can't, me know. you can't just you can't beat a bit of Brendan Fraser, can you say?
0: No, he's gone missing that boy. Another interesting little fact as well about this film. The, uh, the Rock did, and obviously still does, do uh, a lot of his own stunts. But the stunt man that he had, the stunt double that he had, I should say, uh, on set for The Scorpion King, he still has to this day. And that is Wai Reed Still doubles for The Rock on his films to this day. And that is 18 years later. So the movie score was created and composed by John Debney. Uh, John worked alongside with Chuck Russell for the film. John has said when he was composing the score for the film, uh, alongside with Chuck, that they were trying to find a way to blend that kind of, this kind of unknown world. So they wanted to kind of like blend that sound in with rock music, which they felt Went with the rock for you know what he's known for at that time, and that's why you do get a bit of that kind of rock music during some of the fight scenes when he's pulling on the <laughs> pulling on the bow.
1: Uh, it it said, did work though; it did work, it, it did blend very well. I, I think. like the music. That yeah, he used pretty well. It did. Put it together. did. And obviously, if we're going to mention, obviously, the I think the main the main song, the main theme tune for the movie was "God Smack." I stand alone.
0: Very, very uh, good yeah. song. Uh, Chuck felt that he had a radical cast, in his words and then he worked on molding and meshing that in with the rock music and that's where you get the what i, I would personally say is a pretty memorable soundtrack overall
1: yeah, yeah i'd I, say so yeah it yeah it works very well i think
2: well, i had the soundtrack when i was a kid i don't know if i don't know if i still do but um, i bought it because of the sound the um, godsmack song there's also songs from pod drowning pool system of a down creed nickelback rob zombie featuring ozzy osbourne Seven Dust,
1: Coal Chamber. To me, it sounds like a very good album in itself then. It is. um... Should we go into and discuss the story a bit more in depth now then? So as the movie opens up, we have The Rock basically rescuing his brother who's been kidnapped. And the very first line of the movie from The Rock is, Boo. Very funny scene.
2: Yeah. Can I just say, though, the way that... the movie uh, starts with the guy with one eye missing getting hit in the head with a uh, chi- a Chinese star or I th- yeah something like that it,
1: yeah it, yeah it's some sort of yeah some sort of throwing instrument yeah
0: a very violent opening Yeah but it set I I think it set the tone for the rest of that movie it was you knew straight away within the first 5 minutes what you were going to get you were going to get the rock with some cheesy lines there was wrestling moves thrown in there a little oh, bit oh yeah, yeah right. absolutely yeah uh, a people's yeah. eyebrow does make an appearance i can't remember if it was in the very beginning actually i know it does make its appearance no he
2: later does on. it he does it later on but we'll get we'll get, we'll to, get that. to that but you know you know what you're going to get it's it's kind of over the top action we don't we didn't know who was the brother at the time but the guy who gets kidnapped he's not a good uh, assassin if he gets caught is he that's that's, that's a good point that's a good point the guy that throws the knives is is really bad any
0: well, bear, yeah, but if you take taking consideration that they're the last three Acadians, yeah, in existence,
1: yeah, um, he's not done that bad. It's surely. a guy,
2: it's the guy that throws the knives at him when he's when the rocks have been fighting the uh, warriors. Yeah,
1: I think he, he he throws about five knives, and they all miss. They all miss. Yeah, <laughs> apart,
2: from the, apart from the one guy that the rock throws in the way.
0: It's just kind of like a circus thing, wasn't it? Yeah, when they throw in, they they deliberately miss. But yeah, it, it was good. I thought it was a good opener. It it, it, you, do you, what what
2: you it, How does the explosion happen? When he makes his intro, because he go he goes down for th- with that rock, yeah. that big uh, boulder, <laughs> and then all of a sudden an explosion. I'll be honest, I I was
0: I was thinking the same thing when I watched it the other day. I, I've never paid that any mind, and then I watched it back and I thought, yeah, well, did he make an explosion?
1: The rock hitting another rock from the rock. Yeah, we're basically going to the next scene. Then we've got the rock's bro So the rock's bro- they have been saved, and we're going into. I think it's a little sort of backstory yeah, on Memnon. Memnon and how he's the best uh, swordsman. Yeah. And... So, yeah, basically, we're basically we introduced to Memnon, who's the main antagonist, played by Stephen Brand. And it's basically a little backstory on him and how he became uh, the tyrant he is and how he became, came into power of being the best swordsman. How a he's secret weapon. How he's um, been able to conquer everything from using the sorceress's power that can see into the future. We go into... Um, the scene with the last three tribes that are opposing Memnon they're all trying to get together but they're not seeing eye to eye so basically we've got the Arcadians which is um, the Rock and the brother that he saved and then we've got another guy that isn't really mentioned
2: yeah I don't think he has a word at all does he? he
0: never I don't think he gets any lines and they don't ever reveal his name but um, I don't think that uh, the Rock's character Matthias I don't think his name is mentioned until this scene now Yes, uh, yes so you only kind of get the you don't get much story up until that point on who they are as Acadians. does his brother
1: even get a name he's, uh, I don't think it's mentioned in the movie it is listed isn't it it is listed but I don't think um, it's mentioned I know we're not going to talk about I think the
2: second movie is part prequel when he's a younger kid so maybe actually.
1: his brother's name is actually Jessup Oh, it, in the movie, his, his name is Jessup, but I don't think it's actually mentioned in the movie. No, um, not in
0: this one. It must. They probably cover that then, like you're saying there, in uh, in the sequel, prequel, prequel, sequels for the spin-off prequel.
1: I don't think the other the tribes of the the other names of the tribes are actually oh, mentioned.
2: I've got I've got the um, other guy's name, Rammer.
1: Right, okay. but he doesn't get mentioned. So yeah.
2: this is the this is off the Wikipedia page. Rammer.
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we've got the third tribe, which is ruled by Takmet's father, but Takmet himself is played by Peter Fassanelli. So I'm
0: guessing he's he's the uh, the king of the people, is what I'm getting from the film itself. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming so, yeah. I mean, he's kind of positioned, he's in the throne, and he's overseeing the the council, I guess, which is what it is, of the obviously those remaining tribes that are still opposing yeah. Memnon's rule. Yeah, but it's not really, again, not a lot in the way of
2: character names at this point. Uh, my favorite li- One of my favourite lines is in this bit, where... Um, Takmet goes, hold your tongues, and everyone's shouts "Hold your tongue!" I'm expecting someone to actually hold their tongue.
1: Yeah, this is very true. So yeah, so basically, Takmet's father has basically hired the Arcadians to, because they're trained assassins to kill the sorceress because at the moment. Uh, Memnon is invincible because obviously he's got this sorceress that can see into the future. The
0: sorceress as well, obviously that's, yeah, you said they're they're hired to kill the sorceress but at this point we still, we're led to believe the sorceress is actually a source of rare, aren't we? So we're Uh, led to believe at the moment it's it's a bloke because that ties into a funny moment obviously when they get to it. We'll we'll get to it but it just makes me chuckle.
2: Another good moment is when um. That was, uh, was like, if I'm no king, why well, are you kneeling before me? Why well, are you kneeling before well, me? Yeah, you well, your we'll, knees
1: before me. We're basically going into the scene where uh, the Arcadians are sneaking into Memnon's camp to try and um, assassinate the sorceress.
2: I like the camel. I thought it was a really good uh, actor, that camel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the camel should have been up for Oscars. But yeah, this, this scene was, um, you know, I, I'd really, really grown to, to kind of get to know his brother and Rama. Or Rama, uh, Rama. At this point, I feel was, was really stealing the show, and it was. <laughs> I, I found it just heartbreaking that we, he had to go the way he did.
1: Matthias senses an ambush, which is which is correct. So he sort of jumps out the way, but it turns out that Rama and his brother Jessup both get shot with about a hundred arrows.
2: It looked like that. Yeah. But did he actually? But another thing, did he actually lend on a land on a, um, a sorcerer's tent? because that's what it looked like it didn't like because it didn't show I know they yeah it it did
1: look like he landed on sorcerer's tent anyway so he's going into the tent and this is when he finds out that the sorcerer is actually a sorceress and she's a very beautiful woman Uh, this is the the first time we're introduced to the comedy sidekick role of Arpid is Arpid's name again is the name Arpid actually said because
0: I just know him as Horse Thief
1: yeah, I, um, I don't I don't actually think
0: it's said. Th- this scene's funny with the sorceress, right? Because, obviously, again, you still think it's a sorcerer. And then, you know, she turns around, it's that big reveal, and it's like, ooh, it's a lady. And the rock all of a sudden can't kill her? Like, yeah. why? Because, you know, what do does it th-
1: matter to him if it's a woman? Do, Is do it? you
2: think that... Um, because
1: he likes to... Uh he likes to have a little way with the ladies. He? Mm-hmm. Do you think they were What's that, pie right?
2: Yeah. Do you think they fell in love
1: with each other straight away, or do you think? Oh, I think I think in, in the rock songs it was love at first sight.
0: Well, her first sight would have been before, right? Because she got foresight. Well, yeah. this is true. I don't. She does say in this scene though, like it'll, know, know, if crappy you know, jokes aside, she she saw him
1: coming, like she knew this was going to happen. Yes, but did, that, that's right. yeah. But did she know he was betrayed, or did she know that? And I, I think I think in a way this is one of the reasons why he didn't want to kill her because he was intrigued of you know how she knew that he was coming and yeah
2: yeah I should I think we should mention that Tarmat uh, comes in that because he's the one who betrayed oh, them oh
1: yes actually yeah and he killed he killed his father yeah so so Tacmet actually at this point um, he so he gets captured by um, Memnon and who other than Takmet comes into the tent with his father's head and pledges his allegiance to Memnon. I mean, what a plot twist. It's
2: very brutal, though. To
1: well, be fair,
0: I don't blame him, because to get a kind of role, to even have a name in this film, is hard enough. So if the only way you're going to get some screen time here is to chop your dad's head off, then this is a, it's a
2: fucking free-for-all. You know I was talking about Game of Thrones? That was literally Game of Thrones, that bit.
0: No, there wasn't enough incest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that we saw, anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so Memnon is hes basically... He's killed his brother, and he's just about to kill The Rock when the sorcerer stops him and says that if he kills him, or if he sends anyone that he commands to kill him, then he will bring great misfortune down on himself. So basically then this leads into the next scene, where he's sort of plunged into the desert up to his neck in sand. I love yeah.
0: this
1: bit. So with, with that
0: scene, obviously, for the end of that scene, now you've definitely established the, the main antagonist. I know you had that kind of exposition showing you how he came to be, how he'd become the, the ruler... Uh, and everything else but yeah taking his own dagger and slicing his own brother's throat with it it just sets up antagonists because films like this you don't need over the top complicated convoluted antagonistic characters it's an it's just a hollywood action flick isn't it yeah so it's a bit generic but generic but it does the trick i don't know if you notice
1: but
2: memnon keeps that blade uh, he does, but I don't think it reappears, does it? No, you see it, but I don't think he uses it at all. No, nice I,
1: little... I, I didn't actually notice that he kept the blade. So there's, some you,
2: there's some scenes you notice it, but
1: it's not. That's good they've kept it in for continuity. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so in, in this next scene then, we've basically got the horse thief and the rock up to their neck in sand, and they are about to be eaten alive by fire ants. And basically we've got the guards um, throwing fire into these anthills to... Provoke the fire ants to come out and eat. What a cruel
0: irony, though, that you're you're called a fire ant and your biggest weakness is fire. This is yeah, yeah that's true.
1: <laughs> but so basically, the horse thief escapes. I don't and know how? Yeah, we, we we don't really know how he escaped, but <laughs> yeah. he escapes. It's just never explained, is it? It's like,
0: meanwhile, well, me on the other hand, I shall escape, and you well, you shall be eaten alive for
2: leaving me to die last night. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the thing is, because you see the aftermath of when he gets out but how the hell did he get up that hill without getting caught it's one well, of the biggest mysteries in life
1: this, yeah. this is a thing as well so he he grabs the he knocks the guards out grabs their their liquor uh, starts spitting it through fire to get the ants away from the rock yeah I didn't know you- but a very important thing though before he rescues the rock he makes him promise to that, to that he will take him along on his journeys and share the spoils so he has to promise so this obviously sets him up as the sort of comedy sidekick if you like and um Yeah, so he's basically burning the fire ants, and then you see him sort of picking the fire ants off of the rock's face, and then it sort of cuts to the next scene. So we're not really told how he gets the rock out of there either. No, it's never explained.
2: One of my favourite things is, I didn't know Yak Piss was flammable. Well, we do now, though. Yeah. The, um,
0: The exposition there, though, that was, again, you get told little bits about the characters in each of these scenes. We know that he's an Acadian, they're basically the last of their kind. He now is the last of his kind. Once they're sworn to kill somebody, they will go and kill them. But it's the idea of the promise. So because he's an Acadian he can't break the promise, so yes. he is now actually lumbered with horse thief.
2: He does play he does try and play him, but he gets played himself. Yeah.
1: That's true, yeah.
2: I like I like the um the shot of the ants getting out of the hill.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> the CG obviously hasn't aged too well with it, but Again, I don't really mind it so much. It's not. No,
1: I, I like it. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I like, you know. I like the fact
0: that
2: Rock uses his head,
0: and <laughs> yeah, it's good acting for some. Yeah. You know, yeah. for your first time. Yeah, but to be honest with you, like we said, you've come off the back of Mummy Returns and.
1: When I think that's memorable, for, memorable for really, really bad CG <laughs> on the rock's face.
0: This is the thing. If but when that's the CG that you've come from, to be honest with you, you can get away with pretty
1: much anything after that. And well, has... I mean, from that, it's basically night and day. And it, has... wouldn't, it wouldn't be a mummy film, to be fair. No, if
0: really. it didn't have a, a bit of rubbish CG in it, and that's not like trying to be horrible. But it's you know, sometimes some of that shitty CG is what you you know. It's nice to see. I don't you know everything nowadays is so super realistic, but you can watch some of these other
2: ones and it's just got a bit of charm to it. It does have one of my favourite lines, another one of my favourite lines is he? oh look, here's the mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a big one. <laughs> so what's, with? plus that, the 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 guard's death that gets eaten by the fire ants is pretty graphic.
1: It is, yeah, and, and especially bearing in mind that this film was only rated a 12. There was an edit to make it a
2: 12 though. Right, okay. Because there's a headbutt in the final scene which got taken off the UK version.
1: Oh, right, okay. But it
2: doesn't matter. I think there was trouble in uh, Germany. Yeah, Germany's
0: a bit sensitive. with Germany, I think it had to be made of 16 yeah. or something. Yeah, their, sen- their senses are weird. I might be wrong with that.
1: Yeah, so, so coming off the back of that scene then, we're, he basically knocks out the horse thief and their way in is to... Uh, tell the guys that he's come to collect bounty. So that's how they get into the the city. Useful way to use comic relief. The Rock is looking for a way into Memnon's castle. So this scene here as well. So this is
0: Gamora they've arrived at. That's right, yeah. City of Gamora. Yeah. Which, not Not that it should matter, but obviously you do get people out there in the movie world that aren't too happy when things aren't historically accurate. Like we said at the beginning, though, this film is not supposed to be historically accurate. But the city of Gamora is a real city. But, well, it is a real place, but it's nowhere near as big as it was depicted in the film.
2: There's a line by a guy who's selling swords about being from Pompeii. Pompeii didn't exist at that time. Yeah, but again... What but it's one of those minor things that people nitpick it and...
0: It, it's cool, it, yeah, it's cool if you if you pick it. That's, that's a bit when he goes by and the guy's saying they're the best swords, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then just after that, we've got the uh, the women inviting him in to have a, a big sex orgy with all of them. Yeah, and I thought... A was people's
0: elbow. Pe- people's albert,
1: <laughs> People's eyebrow. <laughs> people's eyebrow. Yeah, I
2: don't know if there's an official one, but it looked like he was about to give it.
0: Yeah, so he's, he's, got, he's looking for that guide then, and that's obviously, then he comes across. So then we come across
2: the, the little boy, which i but I believe it's called Tutu. Should... Tutu.
0: Again, listen, the name's yeah, I I
2: mean, name yeah. never
1: said in the film. The name's not really...
2: Because I, I use the subtitles... And they came up with the It came up with the name Tutu.
1: Okay, so we'll establish the little boy's Tutu. Then um, he gets robbed of, of his blood rubies, so he's, he's he's giving chase. Makes him give back his blood rubies.
0: He actually does find a Tutu, doesn't he? Yeah, eventually, he- because then he
1: becomes the tooth fairy. <laughs> that, that's a that's the story for another. Can day. I just I ask?
2: Another, why does he bring those blood rubies with him? It's currency. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's currency. Who goes yeah.
2: out? What, what's he meant to? Where's he meant to leave? Yeah, but him? that makes that it did feel like that's a setup for. Oh, is he going to get robbed? by these kids. That was a good funny moment when he. The key, he's like, I know you've nicked one of these. So he's when he kn- knows he's still got it in his mouth. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he spits it out and he says, "How would you like to earn it?" So this this uh, seems yeah. <laughs> okay. Alright. Cool. So, <laughs> so oh, yeah. So we're basically <laughs> so this leads us into the scene then of um, so they're in the castle now and again this leads into they bypass the guards and then this uh, this actually leads us into the first meeting with Philos.
0: Philos, Phylos? again that's another I think his name is said in the film actually
1: yeah because when they come
2: in
0: later well, I, I believe it's Phylos.
2: yeah when the guards come in later to um, look for Matthias I think Thorat calls him by his name let say it then yeah
1: Yeah, so he's basically sort of a mad scientist that Memnon has kept around just in case he becomes uh, any use.
2: Yeah, because he's in prison, isn't he?
1: He uh, tells the Rock that Memnon is uh, training at the moment, so this leads into a scene where uh, Memnon is basically showing how powerful he is and how skilled he is with the sword. Is he using kendo sticks as well? I believe he does. He is using some sort. Yeah, yeah. So this at this point, the Rock is just about to try and shoot. Even though he's seen him catch a arrow. Yes, that's true. But uh, at this point, Tutu gets captured and then he has to make the judgment call. Does he try and shoot Memnon or does he save the boy? Uh, he's under the impression that he's stolen that blood ruby that the uh, the rock gave him. He makes the judgment call and saves the boy.
2: I, I, I think he becomes a 100% face at this point because before that, we're not sure if, he, if we should uh, cheer for him or not, really. Because the way they say occasions is that they're the worst of the worst.
0: Yeah, well, that's how they seem to be perceived by the other characters. But what I think was interesting about that scene up to that point as well, he makes that judgment call, and it's it's a question on his on his morals. But from the boy's aspect, the boy could have easily sold him out. And he could have told, like, Takmet knew that those blood rubies were given over to Matthias. If the kid had just said, look, it was a big Acadian bloke, or it was, you know, described him... Attack Met would have known. Well, yeah, we did give him blood rubies, actually. But well, I think and this he pl- knew everything this, I... that happened. It, you know, so it, it showed that the boy didn't sell him out, and I think that probably then could have potentially played a part in in that decision. So it, it was a good, it did a good job of redeeming the the kid because up to that point you just think, well, he's a thief. But then again, you know,
1: they're living, they're obviously living poor on the streets. Yeah. No, he's he's trying to make his escape, so he goes back to the mad scientist's room. Yeah, so he fires himself out of a catapult, and he ends up in. Um... Memnon's harem if you like and uh, there's all these girls you know asking him to stay and they end up um, they end up stripping him of all his weapons except, <laughs> except the only weapon they don't strip him of is the one that you can't get stripped of nah no,
2: no
0: one takes that from the Brahma ball
2: and he, that is, and you actually see the people's eyebrow the strudel that's yeah that's it that's where the yeah. people's eyebrow makes
0: that's it right. you yeah.
2: can hear the Rock's theme but I did not I I hear that. that no I didn't No, that was an, that was an IMDB thing so it's probably wrong
1: he gets stripped of all his weapons, and then the uh, the the girls alert the guards. So and, and they come in, and he obviously goes through his weapons, which he hasn't got any of.
0: He's built up as this big, you know, but his Achilles heel is women. That's what's shown so far,
1: though. Yeah, like. I mean, yeah.
0: Like, whether intentional or not, he he's meant to kill the sorcerer, doesn't do it because it turns out she's a woman and she's half naked. Oh, and we'll now you <laughs> all of a sudden. It's like he's in this room with all of these women again, half naked, and he doesn't realise he he's been stripped of all of his
2: weapons. Hey, I'm sure you thing... feel the
1: bow getting taken out. So, yeah, so basically he fights them off and then heads to the sorceress's room. Yeah,
2: because that um, the, he uses the gong as a escape. Yeah. it's just
1: it's such a funny like. Honestly,
0: what's the thought process there? Like they're just continuing to fire arrows at this like
2: this huge steel or whatever it's made out of well Well, what were they gonna do when he's rolling it and you can and they did they run out of arrows because there's a chance when he's going to that the wall through the door that they (laughs) could easily have
0: shot him the enemies never run out of arrows and anything
2: and i do like the shot of him about to fucking fall but then he catches himself, and the gong goes miles. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't hit anyone at all. No, it does. It hits someone does, at the bottom. I'm sure it, it does. I'm sure it does. I, I'm pretty
0: I, sure I believe if you go it does, back and yeah. watch, yeah. You, you see it flatten someone. I don't know if it's meant to be in there for, like, a bit of comedy. But it definitely flattened somebody. But I don't know who it was. Also, it could have been some poor, innocent bloke. Can
2: I ask, how did he survive that fall?
1: Yeah. And, um, well, well, well. A little shower room. Well, well, well. She, uh... Turns round and she's pretty much completely naked. The only thing covering her is her hair. This,
0: this is a moment I'd just like to take now as well to for us to appreciate her bath. Because oh, the bath is amazing. The yeah, bath is very yeah. lovely. So, I mean, A, yes, I would very much like to have a little dip in that. Um, but the thing I'm is just though, very impressed with the, the size of the drain hole.
1: I was literally just going to say, yeah. I mean, where, where would they get a plug that size? I don't think it's a plug. I think he moves a stone.
2: Right. But the fact that that stone would be... I don't think... I the right stone to go down yeah. the drain. <laughs> also, I like the bit where he, she uses a little knife she's got and st- she... Uh, she does cut, cut him. She, yeah, goes,
1: yeah. Goes, Ow. Yeah, so they basically uh, escape down the, the drain of the bath. <laughs> and go for a wishing well. Yeah, and then there's a little boy that flicks <laughs> flicks a coin into, into, a, into like a wishing pond, if you like. And then she appears memnon is talking to Thorak, and he's um trying to get him to go after the rock yeah um, well they escape the uh they escape gomorrah and um yeah then
2: to that part i was gonna yeah, say i yeah. was gonna say the horse thief i can't remember his name they, they take him with Harpid. them yeah because because he's yeah he he goes along yeah he takes the horse he takes the camel with him and the camel and the camel's like <laughs> no i'm not going with you He's dead. he's dead. He's dead. You're, You're alive. alive.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as far as comic relief goes, I think he's a really solid character
2: in this. He is. He is. To so think he's now a movie producer and an Oscar winning producer. Well, yeah. fair
0: play to him and anyone else that does well. Yeah. But so,
1: yeah. So basically Memnon is covering an arrow in scorpion poison and he's basically saying, right, you take a, a, a few guys with you and go and hunt them down. And when you find him, give him this arrow from me. Uh, which which plays into, again, the part of the Scorpion King. So Memnon
0: is already basically a Scorpion, the Scorpion King well, at this point, because I mean, well, he's wearing a lot of the
1: Scorpion... This is it. I mean, when I when I watched it, um, on his armour, in the middle of his armour, it, it does depict the Scorpion. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that he is actually the Scorpion King at the moment.
0: I think he, yeah, I think that's what's being depicted so at this I think that's, stage.
2: Uh, I think that's the deleted scene at the end, because there's a deleted um, scene where he's, bef- before the end where he's, saying about being a scorpion king.
0: Right? Ah, okay. Yeah, so that makes sense then. The, another plot point that it covers here as well is obviously they don't want the armies to find out that the sorceress has gone. Exactly, yeah. Because
1: they're the main... The main reason they fight is because of the sorceress and obviously with no sorceress, they're, they're going to lose morale and they're not going to want to fight.
0: Because they always win. But that, but, And that's what makes that army... That's what gives the floor and the cracks in that army though, doesn't it? Because their leader is a, is a tyrant that rules on fear and oppression and they the only way they can gain their courage is through essentially having somebody so powerful like the sorceress who can see into the future uh, can see into the future and predict she can pre- predict how the outcome's going to be so it gives them that that confidence
2: i think we've forgotten about a scene where they where memnon and uh, sorceress cassandra i don't think cassandra has ever mentioned is it that that's her
0: name no I don't think it
1: is no I don't believe so I think she's it, just referred to as the sorcerer there's a
2: scene where they talk about with the tigers it, not like it's an important scene he talk- no I, 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 I do think it's important it is an important scene it's, it's important because well, he, he does talk about wanting to sleep with her and be, uh, be married together yeah she's like, she's like well if you do this I will lose my power of sight
1: the, yeah the day the day that you, you take my bed is the day I no longer need your powers yeah. and that's
2: Yeah, but it's, it's
0: a good film for exposition in that regard and gives a bit more insight to the sorceress. And again, it just shows some of the cruelty from Memnon with the tigers. And when he throws that meat to them, it just shows what he thinks of the people. Yeah. Look, we will create war, we'll shed blood, and that's how we get peace. It's a very, like you said before, it's a very generic kind of theme for an antagonist.
2: But I think it needed, it needed doing because if you don't, if you don't have that scene, you don't have a reason yeah, it, to care about. Yeah, it, it plays it plays a big part to,
1: into her powers, and, yeah. and you need that reason to care about her, he really yeah. is, yeah.
2: he, she also has a vision about a battle with one of the. Um, I of the believe it's, it's
1: I believe it's Balthazar's tribe. You see them fleeing the. Yeah. yeah. So basically, he sends he sends Thorak off into the desert to try and find uh, the rock and the sorceress to bring her back. At the Valley of the Dead. In the morning, he sees Thorax come in, so he's he knows there's a storm coming. So he gets um, the he,
2: uses horse. A t- he uses a pre telescope. Telescope, yeah,
1: yeah. So he gets the horse thief and the sorceress to uh, basically cover up and hide. He's, he thinks that uh, Memnon is a coward for sending his men to do his dirty work and not coming himself.
0: But realistically, if you're Memnon, you don't go yourself, do you? No, no. You're They're- the ruler of, of that. You're not
1: going to leave. You're going to send your men. That's for the whole point. That you, the whole reason you've got an army. The- yeah, he rides um, with the sandstorm behind him. A big fight ensues. Is it the rude sandstorm? <laughs> it is. Yeah, so um so so yeah, so we're riding into the uh into the into battle with the sandstorm behind him. Um a big battle ensues. Uh um, man
0: against the whole army is what one, it looks like. Yeah. And then it's that visual of the of the sandstorm coming in behind him. Yeah, because they mock yeah. him, don't they? Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: why are you fighting on your own? Yeah. And then this um, is the rock. So they, they end up in, in a cave. He
0: lures them into that cave and I I do I, I just love it. I love the way that they went round and it was just very you know, they brought the pace right down and Again, the rock looks like a badass. He's set up all these traps. How he had time to set it all up, I don't well, know. Well, do you know
2: what it reminded me of? Batman. It was
0: very Batman-esque, yeah.
2: Especially that bit where that guard's looking at his shadow and it's Matthias. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, so because first of all, it's two guys fall victim to the sandpit, don't they? Yeah. <sniffs> Stay on the stones, and then it's and then it's around that. You said it
2: like Schwarzenegger when he said it to me. <laughs> yeah. Get on the stones. And then he pulls people
0: through like the there's a bit of a sand waterfall, isn't there? But yeah, like he, it, he it, kind of gets you, to the end, and then it's it's that kind of last Thorak <laughs> realizes, doesn't he, that he's um he's the last one left, and suddenly he's
2: he's a bit more of a coward himself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There is, yeah, there is another couple more guys behind him, but they get down quickly. Yep. So a,
1: basically, a fight scene ensues with the Rock and Thorak inside the sandstorm, and um, the Rock slays him. But he's just about to die, but then he stabs the rock in the leg with the poisoned arrow, the, the scorpion poison.
0: And the rumour has it, that's actually why when the rock does his stomps, he has that little leg shake. Because <laughs> he's trying to shake the arrow
1: out of his calf.
0: The, the more you know, the more you know. Three men, one foot. Yep, so foot. the
1: um the sandstorm dies down, and then the sorceress and the horse thief come out from hiding and they're cheering oh you're still alive you're still alive you're invincible yeah and then the rock falls down and then it basically um, one man one fall. yeah one man one fall. it's basically that the rock is obviously succumbing to the poison of the scorpion and then um, the sorceress is treating to his wounds and basically saying that he's got a high fever and that if he survives which is obviously this is a critical point in the film if he survives that the blood of the scorpion will always run through his veins so she's um, yeah does a bit of sorcery saves his life they they both like fall asleep and then they wake up in the, the morning
2: does that almost kill her or is that applied that it almost killed yeah, her it, it, yeah it,
1: the horse thief it, it implies that it, it almost killed he her say, to save his life
0: he does say in the morning yeah
1: yeah.
2: I like, that. I like that bit where he wakes up and the horse thief is on top of him yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he's traveling to Balthazar's camp. I think this is the first time you really see Balthazar since the beginning of the movie. Yeah, because they capture them. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's another comic scene where um, they get they they find the water. Is it safe to drink? And the horse who jumps in. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm alive for now.
1: So there's a scene, you know, with Balthazar and the Rock so because the the Rock said at the beginning of the film that he would kill him for free um, because he doesn't like him. So they basically have a little fight. Great fight scene. It's a really great fight scene. The rock gets smashed. To be fair, he does. He does. Yeah.
2: It's a bit of wrestling involved where he gets his head <laughs> put in the post like yeah. three or four
1: times. <laughs> I like the rock's rock. The rock's expression where he's like eyes rolled back of the head. Yeah. There is there also a scene in that fight where they're um, that sort of they've both got grabbed hold of the same spear and it zooms into his muscles and the rock's muscles. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I remember. Yeah, because watching that back. Again, that's one of those things I don't really... It never stuck with me, and then watching it back, I was kind of like, yeah, they're really trying to show off the male testosterone here.
2: I but like the bit with the um, the sword. Where they, would they, would they the smash. Sword, they smash. I think yeah. that's real.
1: The Rock, you know, wins him over. This is will another you, another quote here as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, it is, yeah. and um, we well, st- I
2: mean, we stand you, alone for the fury of his armies?
1: Yeah, he, said, he says, yeah. Will you stand alone with... Uh,
2: the fury of his army. With the, fury. the fury of his art Are you going to fight the army? Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's basically got all them on side at this point, and the sorceress wants a bit of the d.
2: They they have a party, don't
1: they? And um, the sorceress has been sort of handed some food by this little boy, which she then has this, a...
0: just quickly. But this happens after poor horse thief gets fucking wrecked in an arm wrestling
2: contest. Yeah, he does. She, yeah. She's a...
1: Which is actually Balthazar's girlfriend or wife or one of them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Do you know why it felt about to me, the the women? The um they were part of Wonder Woman's universe? Yeah, it's I was gonna say they're like the Amazonian uh,
1: warriors, aren't they? Um she then has a vision of uh, Balthazar and all of his people and the horse thief and uh Philos all being slaughtered by um, Memnon's men. It's very brutally done as well. It is very brutally done. Yeah, um, you see the arrow in the boy as well yeah yeah, yeah. that's has been bit... and um, then she has another vision of the rock um, basically being killed at the hands of Memnon or his guards and says that if you you know if you face Memnon you you are going to die and then that he has
2: a way with her just by saying this is my destiny
1: and then he basically that that then basically leads into a sex scene so at this point we're assuming that she's lost her powers because um she's obviously uh, lost her virginity to the brahma bull at then she point, steals the camel yeah, at this point she um, leaves in the middle of the night um, because, obviously, she wants to save the lives. She's worried for the lives of Balthazar's people and and uh, Matthias. So she steals the camel and um, goes back. To she goes back to Memnon. And at, th- at this point, this goes into a scene where uh, Memnon's army is basically saying, well, you know, if we're going to go and fight, we, we want to see the sorceress. We need to see her. You know, the men are getting restless. We want to see where she is.
2: But once again, we don't know his name. But yeah. My
1: that's favorite
2: part that's is, a trend here, to be honest. I think my favourite part of that meal is um, Takmet, who's like, yeah, I scared off the Acadian. I've used his bow, but he can't pull poo- <laughs> it. Yeah. <can't do>
1: that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, to be fair, though, you don't really see an awful lot of Takmet in the film. No. It, no.
2: He does have that one moment where he does that like, turn the camera.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. He is there for the pure... He's there for the way he ends, I think, really it's like, it's like yeah. you know, the
2: typical Bond psychic villain psychic. that gets no yeah. word lines really but it's just there it sounds a bit like you <laughs> yeah pretty much
1: then the sorceress appears out of nowhere which is to surprise to, to Memnon as well because he's you know he's got no idea that she's back no-sells it completely no-sells, no-sells it
2: But I think that's the right thing to do when you're the bad guy to no-sell
1: so yeah basically after this he's um, he basically kills that guard I'm guessing, you know, as a show of power to the rest of them that don't um, distrust my word ever again.
2: The way that they shot the beginning of that party scene with the dancing and everyone, it felt like a proper celebration they were going to do. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's the contrast as well between the two, So, because you've gone from the one celebration to the other. And I think when you look at the two, you have the celebration for hope from the, obviously, the rebellion, from the remaining tribes and the Matthias and everything else. they and, and it's funny because the sorceress was there and they knew it was the sorceress. And so they're celebrating because they've got this hope and the sorceress is on their side. And they're holding this party on the other side because the sorceress has told them they're going to win this battle. And, you know, it's just these two conflicting parties, both...
1: One for, one for good and one for bad, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like one is like definitely, you know, we, well, we're having the party because we know we're going to win. The other one's like, we're having this party because we're going to do this and whether we, we win or die, at least we're going to go out and we're going to do it. You know, we're going to fight for what we believe in. But it's it was just the two back-to-back and, and yeah. I thought it was a nice it's, touch. Yeah. A
1: contrast. It was, yeah. You know, he's a bit suspicious that he, he says, oh, to me, you seem a bit drained you know, he's suspicious that she's lost her power, so he's... Um, yeah, because
2: he's like, why didn't he kill you? Why is uh, why you, why have you come back?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But in, in fairness with the character, that could be more... Because obviously it's already shown that the Achilles heel is that Matthias obviously can't resist himself around women a little bit. But, you know, that could be, that could be the reason why he didn't kill her. Because he didn't kill her... Before there was even any feelings between the two, he could have killed her in the tent at the beginning, and he didn't. Well, yeah, because he meant the killer. Exactly. But he doesn't do anything about it. So if if Memnon really had suspicions that, um, you know, the sorceress had slept with Matthias, but to be honest, it could have also been, because it's not really, they don't really go into too much detail about it, but I suppose, technically, if Matthias knew about the law of sorceresses, it's a dark subject, but, you know, he could have had his own way with her. yeah. And maybe that's why but then again it's already been established that Memnon doesn't look at people as people so you know even though he plans on taking her as you know in his bed and everything she is basically an object to him and she's a tool for war
1: yeah really absolutely yeah and
0: and that's and that's why I think he distrusts her but it's not necessarily because I feel like he knows that she's got feelings for him at this point
1: yeah so he basically um sets her a test of you know, he puts four snakes into four pots and then there's two empty ones. And he's basically saying, right, um, you know, pick the pots without the snakes. So she does one and, um, you know, he's like, well, was this one left to go? She picks up a snake and, th- well, well, not throws it at him, but sort of controlling the snake. And he's a bit, you know, a bit wary of it.
2: Not a good CGI effect. No. Uh, but again,
0: it's, it's still got charm to it. Yeah, yeah. Snake charm, you could say.
2: <laughs> well it was written by snakes <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but
1: I will mention though just before this there's a, there's a scene with um, Balthazar and the Rock and the Rock's about to leave to, to go and get the, the sorceress back
0: but it's, it's whilst this is happening isn't yeah, it, it? Is, they're, yeah. they're now
1: infiltrating the... yeah it's while this is happening and
0: I, I like this scene as well you know when he's like you know, they're looking at the ladies and he's like, Oh, let's have a look at your face. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, just just to throw some clarity out there, it's yeah. Basically they're um to infiltrate the castle, basically the horse thief's riding the carriage and um, everyone's dressed up as women in the back. Obviously, there a lot of them are women. Obviously, the guard, you know, he's looking them over and he's, oh, you know, let's have a look at your face. And he, you know, pulls a, pulls one of the masks down and it's actually Balthazar. And he gets. A, I um, like
2: the fact he's smiling like yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Then
1: I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. He he, he gets punched and uh, by the way, they all then they all that's how they infiltrate the castle.
2: How does the horse thief get away with being the guy that does the talking? Well, Do they not recognise him?
1: He, well, he's obviously a very shrewd individual. Isn't he? I
2: also like the fact that the kids in the underground. Of yeah.
1: The... Arpid goes off with with Thylos because he wants to plant his explosive powder on the, you know, the foundations to to blow up the the whole castle. While this is going on, we have Balthazar and his troops sort of you know laying waste to the guards outside and everything's oh. sort of coming to a head, if you like.
2: One of the bit, one of the bits I like is the Mafias shoots up that um
1: that grappling hook. grappling
2: hook and the guy's like, okay. And then gets brought down. Also, do you see that, the rock that they uh, body slam?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, that's what I mean. They, they he, also did some a, he also wrestling.
1: did a, a big, ba- uh, a big back body drop as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> the scene then that you're saying there about uh, the sorceress has, has pulled that snake out think it's because she's seen the rock scale in the the upper kind of echelon of, of that room yeah she's seeing him and he just like swings in doesn't he and then that's when the, the battle begins but he gets the upper hand which is good obviously Memnon is still skilled it's still shown and it's shown all the way through the film that Memnon is still the superior swordsman
1: oh absolutely You know, even he, against even against uh, yeah because obviously he ends up slicing his armour into so the uh you know, Matthias at this point is. is you oh know, no, he's had no
0: choice but to
2: rip the rest
1: off and show the body. He's completely bare chested at this point. I like
2: I like some of the lines in that bit though, like oh, I've come for the sorceress and your head. Yeah. Oh the sorceress and the Acadian. <laughs> How romantic. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a really good fight scene. Yeah, in it, it's and a good um
1: Yeah, it's a really good fight scene. So they're fighting cu- at the moment
0: between to and from, yeah, with the battles going yeah, on.
1: So it- with the explosive situation.
0: What was the overall plan with that? Because they're obviously putting the, the yeah, explosives they are, there. They wouldn't have had, Surely they wouldn't if have everybody, had an idea. Well, when, no, exactly. Yeah. If everyone's still in there, was well, the idea to
2: just blow everybody they up? They do explode, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think they've that part
1: through. Somehow the, the room got caught on fire. and um, I think they, knock over a, um, yeah. they knocked
0: over one of the candles. Yeah, so Memnon
1: kidnaps the sorceress and makes a run for it. So the the fight sort of spills out onto the roof of the castle. Well, this is
0: where though. well, you get that other line, don't you? Because he's already, Matthias has been bested at this point. That fire, I think, draws a line between the two. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fire in front. Guards at your back because they can hear the banging on the yeah, doors. That's right. And yeah. obviously, then it turns out that it's actually Balthazar has fought his way all the way up, yeah, under the stairs into the castle and into the room, yeah. And well, he just... sort of breaks the door down, and he's got all the guards on his back, and everyone's like falling off of him, and he's still, you know, being the, the absolute tank that he is. Yeah. And is then... that
2: before or after he kills? Um... No, he hasn't no that, that's him before. Yeah. Because yeah. I like the bit where he's on that hook with Tarmac? Tarmac! Tarmac!
1: Tarmac. this is why they didn't say names <laughs> in the film
2: we have watched the film seriously we just don't we just don't use to the names
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> tarmac are you on about the scene where he puts a pothole in tarmac
2: no, a when he tick I didn't say that I was a tac fucking yeah when he's riding the horse he just, he, The guy just raised that horse For no reason so We're yeah. not even Know that
0: bit yet Fucking Time mean, I'm just saying again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll love it I absolutely love it Oh my god Yeah so We'll let Ashley Explain this bit then Because I'm going to call him I'm going to call him Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur. <laughs> So we've got so we've got <laughs> on the tarmac. We've got we've got tarmac coming to towards Balthazar on a horse. And, and about, he has a of that happens yet, does it? This well, is sort of like at the same point they're fighting on yeah. the roof. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, well, because. He, he throws the sword to Matthias.
1: Yes. Yeah, and, he has and he's like, "Oh,
0: hey, Matthias!" And he throws it. Yeah. I like the nod. And then he, yeah, the nod of like, like, go do this. Yeah, you've got yeah, it. Yeah. And he jumps through the fire, and then you get that the rock music kick in.
2: I believe the rock actually jumps, uh, goes through that. Like, he, he, don't, he jumps through the fire. Yeah. Right? that fire is CJ. Yeah. No, I believe that actually happened. Oh right. Okay. There was I had a rock video years ago, which we had behind the scenes stuff, and I had. You've been the, work, brother. No, he has. There's fire, not proper fire, like not all of it is some of it is CGI but there is fire where he goes through a curtain
1: he, he's riding towards Balthazar on a horse and Balthazar basically grabs this spear out of his hand throws him off the horse and Dead then pump. yeah and then basically says you know this is for your father and then stabs him in uh, through the chest kills him so when memnon splits the two swords which
0: he does now that's at this point cool. yeah. he splits the two swords and starts fighting with them and then he dips them in the, in the flames yeah. and that is so like that's always stuck with me that scene has always stuck with me with the, the just the image of the swords just engulfed in flames yeah just coming at at, uh, at the rock at Matthias. But yeah, that again. This is stage two of that battle. Yeah, yeah. And, and the women of the tribe are still fighting and and fending off all of the the guards. But the battle really is between Memnon and, and um, Matthias. At this point,
2: the horse thief does bang his head in a comedy moment. Oh yeah, that's
0: it. Oh, yeah, he knocks yeah, yeah. himself out. Yeah. And then they get caught. But uh, Rock gets bested again, doesn't he? Here and gets kicked off. Yeah, because this top. Yeah, this
2: leads to the vision that.
1: Yeah, so he he's, he's yeah he's sort of balancing on the edge of the the roof, and Memnon is basically saying, oh. Looks like um, looks like I've got the best view this time, Arcadian. Which is actually, you know, the, this, the same vision as the the, the sorceress had. is looking on and sees this she's putting two but, and yeah. two together. But, but then, um, and then he does the most perfect nip up I've ever seen. Yeah, that's
2: apparently that um, Chuck Russell said. I don't believe a guy that size can do it. But the that's why it. he wanted it in the movie because
0: yeah. he said that he was he'd never seen a, a guy of the rock size, which was what six four. Yeah. is it?
1: 6'4". and he was still pretty big built then
0: as Yo, well. Two hundred and something pounds, he's got to be. Two seventy five. Yeah, and that is, and it is
2: damn impressive. Which led to the rock doing it in his wrestling for a little bit.
1: Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but at this point, uh, there's an archer that sort of comes through the door while they're fighting, and the sorceress sees this archer about to fire an arrow into into Mathias, so she sort of runs and sort of tries to protect him. But
2: did, did she do that deliberately?
1: he thought well i think she was trying to she, did she was pull, trying to protect him yeah, but she pulls but, him to the way well, the, yeah, the so, archer. so he grabs her turns around and he ends up getting shot in the back with an arrow
0: yeah because she tries to change the vision doesn't she yeah
2: yeah because the the vision she has and what happens in the fight is different yeah because he because in the vision it's i got the best of you, Arcadian. then
1: he kicks him off the
2: in the in the fight at the end it's actually a row but I don't think I think that's meant to happen anyway. So it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. So he gets shot in the back with an arrow. You know, we're at this point we're thinking, oh no, what's happened to the rock? You know, is he going to die? Is he going to live? But basically, um, he's turned the tide now on everything else, isn't yeah. it? So
0: you can see Balthazar is about to get overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. It sort of pans to Balthazar and he's you know he's looking overwhelmed. You know, there's lots of soldiers coming towards him. He's not sure whether he's going to be able to take them. Uh, it cuts to Arpid and uh, Phylos uh, sort of getting caught underneath uh, underground. So, yeah, it's sort of... That's the, the pivotal moment that everything sort of changed. But, um, yeah, so it sort of cuts back to, to The Rock and he's picked up his bow and, you know, uh, Memnon is, is ready to, to catch the arrow. But uh, The Rock... So The Rock shoots him and he doesn't catch the arrow. He looks worried. He, he, look, he does look worried. I think so,
0: he, it's because he... It's that, like... It, I think it was meant to be the determination on his face. Like, he had that look of, like, conviction. Yeah. And that arrow was... Uh, the, the bow and arrow... Well, the bow, uh, at the very least, was obviously his originally. Anyway, yeah. And tarmac, trying to <laughs> trying to pull on the string, and he couldn't. And it was like, so that's obviously you know that's a strong bow anyway. Yeah. And I think it was like he and he really does pull back on it. And yeah, that look of like worry, like oh shit, like I don't know if it, you know I might be in trouble. And fucking yeah, he was because it sends him about hundred yards down the fucking yeah. street.
1: <laughs> so he basically he, he basically gets shot in the chest, uh, flies off the roof, and that's when they. And, set then, a and then this is when the the horse thief and and the scientists ignite the 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 powder, and the castle goes up, and it all starts exploding. Good, good
0: move from the horse thief as well. Like he's the one that thought about it. Yeah. He just thought fuck it, and he just jumps in, doesn't he? And and it's then yeah, like you said, that perfect moment—he's been shot through the chest, sends him flying off. And he kind of just flies into the into flames. the flames, into the flames, yeah. And then you just see that burning body just smash yeah.
2: the floor, yeah. And especially we hit the um, Memnon um,
1: statue. The yeah, the, the statue falls. Yeah. I think it's symbolic. You know, like this era, this era is over now. You know, it's now going to be the the year of peace and you know the reign of a new Scorpion. Exactly. Yeah. So the castle blows up, and everyone makes their escape. It's, yeah, it's quite a pivotal moment, really, because the, the Sorceress and the Rock have sort of stood on the roof and all the soldiers are, are looking up at him and they, you know, they're all shouting, Hail to the King, you know, which is, you know, at this point really? you sort of know that the Rock and the Sorceress are going to be, you know, the new rulers and, you know, everything's going to work out a he lot better. He holds
0: that bow up and it's that, like, poster. Yeah. Yeah, you know, with the yeah. moon
1: in the background and... The Rock is the new King. He turns to the Sorceress and says, Oh, you know, how long will this piece last? And she says, oh, nothing lasts forever. And she says, oh, basically, I never lost my powers in the first place. It was, you know, my ancestors had to come up with a way of, you know, know, basically stopping people from abusing them, pretty much. But it's weird because, yeah, like, did she lose the pack? Because she looked like she was genuinely,
0: this is is what I mean about being confused. Because she does look like she's struggling when she's trying to, like, find the empty pots. Yeah, like she's concerned because she can't do it. Yeah, and then at the end, it's implied that actually she hasn't lost her vision. So again, I,
1: I, it's it, confused. Like it gives you something to think about. But I do you
2: think she tricked Memnon into thinking that she had lost it?
1: You know, they they have a little kiss, and then that's yeah, that, a that, Yeah, and that, that, Roll basically, that basically closes the and film, then, and
2: then and cuts to Godsmack. Cuts
1: to Godsmack. Yeah,
2: and we all know how that goes. I
1: stand, stand, stand alone. alone.
0: Inside I stand alone. Stand alone. I don't know the rest of the words. Hey. <laughs> That's the main bit, isn't it? Overall, cheesy, um, cheesy action blockbuster, Hollywood blockbuster, starring The Rock. Like you said, it's his first time as a leading man. I think he did pretty well. I think he did, yeah, I think he it's, did it's really great. well, yeah. In terms of how these sort of films stack up, this is a really, it's just an enjoyable film. What? I love it. It's,
1: it's one of my favorites. One of my all-time favorites.
2: I give it a uh, three and a half. It's it's a
0: three for me, but not not because like oh, three is bad. Three's that, that's what I mean. Like it's a good little action flick, but it's not it's not an Inception. It's not a Dark Knight. It's not. And I know it's not supposed to be, but those are the films. Do you know what I mean? Like they're the ones that go up into your like five star categories. Yeah. And I just feel like this is a three. It's a three star, but that's all of these types of films are about a three star for me. Well, but but I enjoy you know maybe my standards are low but I enjoy three star I'll watch I'll watch two star films oh, wow. one hey, star I'll tell you
1: things... what right? I've got a collection of blu-rays which you'd probably say are one stars and I love them <laughs> and they're quality mates <laughs> oh, and I love them exactly this is the arrow yeah, videos but, but for me I, yeah but for me, for me it'd be you know maybe a 3.75 but, or, or a four, but that's just because, know, yeah, it's my sort of film. That's, you know, I like that sort of thing. It's yeah. a
0: good run time as well. i uh, tell you what. It's about 90, is it 92 minutes? 92 90, minutes. 92 minutes, 92 yeah. minutes, so yeah. it's a good run time. It's IMD... an easy to watch film.
2: IMDb has it as a five and a half out of ten. So, out of...
1: so it's, yeah, it's roughly average then, you know, sort of like a three yeah. out of five. But again if that's the sort of films that you they're your favorite types
0: of films then you're going to rate that higher I don't think the film tried to be anything that it wasn't yeah it's in it we said this at the beginning within the first few minutes it told you it was going to be over-the-top action there was going to be cheesy dialogue there was going to be cheesy catchphrases and one-liners and that's what you got yeah to be honest with you if you sat through an hour and a half of it and didn't enjoy it after that first five minutes yeah it didn't lie to you and overall it's it's it was a spin-off of the Mummy franchise. The whole film, in general, has aged really well. Right, yeah. so that
1: was the uh, that was the review for the Scorpion King. That is a big review. Yeah, it's, big big review. It's really good talking about it, to be honest. Yeah.
0: And
2: Imagine what we're going to do if there's like a five-hour movie. Well, we'll be here
0: for will be here for ten hours. Though. Well, we're we'll doing Infinity War and oh. Endgame back to back. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a really good obviously we we all really enjoy that film. Nostalgia wise, it's I think that again the nostalgia of it for me is another question. Yeah,
1: me too, yeah. Yeah. Here's another
2: question. Would you recommend it to non wrestling fans? I would, yeah, hundred percent. I would,
1: yeah. Because you don't necessarily have to be a wrestling fan to, to enjoy the movie. No. But obviously it, you well, for me personally, you enjoy the movie more if you're a wrestling fan, especially around that era. You'll you because,
0: appreciate some of those subtle nods because to it. Because
1: obviously the rock and what he, yeah. what he was at that time in, in you know, in WWE. Yeah, definitely. Make you you know, if you like wrestling, it, it makes it more enjoyable. But I would rec- definitely recommend it to non-wrestling fans as well.
0: So, overall, really enjoyable film then. Me and Ash are going to go for three three 3.5 stars. Jay, go, I, for I'm, I'm go for
1: 4. I'm going to go for either like, like a 3.75 or a 4, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Go 4. Go 4. I want to go 4 yeah. then. go 4. Go on. I don't blame Seven it. 7.5. <laughs>
0: yeah no it's it's awesome good film well i've really enjoyed doing this guys yeah,
2: yeah yeah well thank you very much for everyone for listening and hope you've enjoyed our review
1: it's been great
2: don't forget to uh subscribe to social media all our facebook three man one that's
1: right yeah so linktree it's at tmof uh we've got instagram we've got twitter facebook, facebook all at three man one you can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Podbean, you can find us on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts,
0: wherever you get your podcasts,
1: we're there If you can't find us, comment below why you can't find
0: us <laughs> <laughs> Now it means a world to us guys if you can hit those follows and subscribes, once again guys thanks a lot for listening to us make sure to tune in next week for our next episode Yeah, we love
1: you all, much love Please do go and watch the Scorpion King
2: I've been Ashley I've
0: been Jay with the cold. and I'm the still Russ Thanks again everyone See you next week. Bye!
2: One four! Three men, three ball. One four,
1: one four! I did it, I did it for the people!